0: This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Research, knowledge sharing on financial research. Hello, and welcome to this Amundi podcast. Today we're going to discuss the very timely subject of biodiversity, and more specifically, biodiversity loss. Biodiversity refers to all living organisms on Earth, as well as the entire ecosystems they are part of. Even though biodiversity is crucial to sustain living conditions on Earth, it is declining at an unprecedented speed. The UN estimates that, of approximately 8 million animal and plant species on Earth, 1 million are threatened with extinction. This colossal loss is driven by human activities, particularly land degradation and habitat destruction, unsustainable exploitation of resources, pollution and climate change. Although not yet widely established in the public consciousness, the benefits brought by biodiversity should not be ignored. Nature is a major provider of food, energy and primary materials. Nature is also inherently tied to cultural heritage and is essential to physical and psychological well-being. What's more, biodiversity ensures the regulation of ecosystems, provides essential habitats for living creatures, and cushions the impact of human activities, for example, through carbon sinks. But the role played by biodiversity depends directly on nature's capacity to provide favourable conditions to sustain these essential ecosystems. Risks associated with biodiversity loss are nothing new. However, society still underestimates the consequences of biodiversity decline and overall awareness lags well behind that of climate change. Yet the risk posed by biodiversity loss directly affects the effective functioning of our societies and makes protection of biodiversity one of the most significant challenges of our times. So why does biodiversity decline represent such a threat to our societies? In essence, biodiversity decline, as a direct and indirect result of human activities, puts society at huge risk on issues such as food security, human health, and climate-related events. Taking food security as an example, biodiversity ensures a stable environment, fertile soil, and a healthy population of pollinating insects. It is estimated by the UN that land degradation has reduced productivity of the global land surface by 23%, directly affecting our ability to produce food. World Economic Forum Global Risks Report has identified biodiversity loss as one of the top three most severe risks for the next decade. I'm joined today by Amundi ESG analysts Molly Minton and Julian Foll. To discuss the issue in more detail, Molly, let's start with you.
1: Aside from the risk to food security that you just mentioned, biodiversity loss also poses a significant risk to human health. First, biodiversity aids in providing us with clean air and fresh water. In addition, emerging infectious diseases such as Ebola, avian flu, and SARS are often zoonotic, meaning they have been passed on to humans from other animals. While the origins of COVID-19 are still unknown, Changes in land use that lead to increased animal-human interaction exacerbates people's exposure to zoonotic diseases, meaning we are likely to see an increase in the frequency of pandemics going forward.
0: Biodiversity also protects us from climate-related events. Mangroves are a good illustration. They provide extensive flood protection during events like tropical cyclones. If today's mangroves were to disappear, 18 million more people would face flooding every year, huge financial and human cost. To better understand the issue, let's look at how individual companies are affected by biodiversity loss. Corporate activity and economic development depend intrinsically on biodiversity, whilst also simultaneously contributing to its decline. Companies' heavy use of natural resources, over and above what can be naturally replenished, has a massive impact on biodiversity. As well as the destruction of natural habitats and their contribution to climate change. Taken all together, this increases pressure on ecosystems and threatens their stability. Julian, turning to you, when you analyze companies from a biodiversity point of view, what are you looking for in particular?
2: The first thing we look at is how companies we analyze consider biodiversity related risk. Companies have impact and dependencies on biodiversity directly and through their supply chain with related risks which can be physical transition systemic litigation or even reputational risks and we expect companies to assess these risks biodiversity loss results in lower ecosystem services such as soil fertility pollination or drinking water supply that can affect the stability and functioning of companies operations changes in regulation or consumer preference to better consider biodiversity loss and limit negative impact may also affect companies' revenues. Activities with negative impacts on nature may also result in fines or boycotts representing other litigation and reputational risk affecting companies' revenue. This is why we expect companies to first assess their dependencies and impact on biodiversity in order to better evaluate the related risks.
0: It is clear then, that risks stemming from biodiversity loss can and will have real consequences on the companies and the financial sector as a whole, as these risks materialise and companies are obliged to adapt their business activities. So what can we do to encourage companies to take action to counteract biodiversity loss? The risks just outlined are one factor, but addressing biodiversity loss can actually offer an opportunity for businesses. Julien, can you tell us more?
2: Yes, indeed, this is the case. The World Economic Forum has identified the opportunities offered by addressing biodiversity loss to be valued at around 10 trillion US dollars a year by 2030. In addition, the World Economic Forum calculated that it would create more than 395 million jobs worldwide. They have also estimated that 2.7 trillion US dollars per year through to 2030 will be needed in investment, which seems a massive amount. But to put this into context, according to a recent study by the World Bank, the collapse of biodiversity and associated system services could cost 2.3 percent of global GDP annually by 2030. And the COVID 19 pandemic alone. Which has important links to biodiversity loss and ecosystem health, it is estimated to have cost around 10 trillion US dollars in foregone GDP in 2020 and 2021. So the cost of inaction is way more massive than the investment needed.
0: Yet despite the significant risks faced, companies are still not addressing biodiversity risk fast enough. Part of the problem is the complexity of the issue. There is no universal metric to measure biodiversity loss and reporting is not standardised. The loss itself is also not uniform, with some areas more vulnerable and more valuable than others, meaning efforts must be prioritised and focused to preserve the species and regions most at risk. And finally, there is still a lack of overall top-down guidance. Global metrics and targets are much needed similar to those for climate change. So companies and investors can convert these into specific targets. There are nonetheless actionable steps that companies can take now, and investors have a key role to play in accelerating the move. Let's look at these in a bit more detail. First of all, investors need to better understand how companies both affect and depend on biodiversity. For this to be achieved, companies have a duty to provide investors with the appropriate information. Investors will then have the tools to allocate capital away from companies lagging to those who are actively providing solutions to address biodiversity loss. Molly, can you explain what Amundi has been doing to promote the issue?
1: Amundi began engagement with companies on the specific topic of biodiversity in 2021. The aim has been to understand and advocate for current best practice to ensure companies are prepared to address biodiversity-related risks and impacts going forward. We have also drawn up some recommendations for companies. These range from developing an explicit and holistic strategy for biodiversity at the board level, recognizing the importance of identifying how biodiversity impacts their activities, establishing reporting capabilities and targets, and proactively working with peers to help find solutions to complex problems.
0: Investor action is only one part of the equation for speeding up progress on biodiversity loss issues. Numerous working groups and regulations are emerging to address the problems related to biodiversity reporting. In Europe, biodiversity is becoming a topic of increasing regulatory focus for the EU. More globally, the recent conferences of the parties have recognised the key role of biodiversity and deforestation in addressing climate change. The aim of COP15 in Canada is to adopt a global framework and set concrete targets for conserving, and restoring ecosystems, whilst other entities such as the Task Force on Nature-Related Financial Disclosures and the Science-Based Targets Network are working on creating guidelines and measurable objectives for disclosure and or alignment. That is almost it for today's podcast. As a final message, it's important to remember that we are still only at the early stages of understanding how a healthy environment is essential to a stable and well-functioning society. As a collective, we face the consequences of climate change and biodiversity loss, which are inherently linked. But despite the complexities, both investors and companies can play a crucial role in encouraging action on biodiversity loss and a transition to a more sustainable planet. Thank you for listening, and thanks as well to Molly and Julien for joining me. We hope you'll all join us again very soon for another Amundi podcast. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Mundi.